listening to Readers and Writers with your hosts, James Hill and Athena Paris. I'm Amy Ravichandran, and our guest today is Zach Vicaris, and we're going to be talking about all the hard truths. So James, with Rock Hill Publishing, what kind of hard truths have you had to tell your authors recently? Well, first off, the, the hardest truth to tell anybody is that success is a long road, and it is different for everybody. So what some writers think about as success is just getting their book published. They just want to see their name in print. So that becomes their, their idea of success. Other people's idea of success is being on a bestseller list, you know, being their names up in lights. So depending upon your idea of success, it might be a hard truth for you to, to you know, realize. And for most people, most writers really do want their names up in light. They do want their people to read their their writing and therefore they have to realize it's a it's a long road to that to that kind of success and that's a hard thing to tell people because everybody hears about people after they have become a success you know they hear about the jk Rowling and the stephen king and all that kind of stuff and when they hear about them they don't really hear about the struggle they don't hear how long they was writing how many books they wrote before that one big book came out and it became a household name. Like the saying goes, you know, everybody's an overnight success in 10 years. So, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing that, that new authors don't realize. And that's because society doesn't give them that, that truth. You know, society gives you the idea that today you made it. They don't look at all the stuff that you had to do to make it. And uh, some of the things that came from my past life and my past year, not that I've been born before and living again, I, I, you know, coached my kids in football and every little kid playing football, you know, they're 10 years old, whatever, they want to be an NFL player. They want to be in the NFL. And I tell them at the age of 10, this is when the NFL players started doing it the practices, the playing, all that kind of stuff. If you look at any NFL player today, he'll tell you he started in Pop Warner. He started in the playground football leagues and stuff like that. And then I have to tell him, and there's only very few people who become an NFL player out of the thousands and thousands of people who are good mm -hmm. and are, are become excellent players. They go through college. They're, they're good players but there's very few spots open. Now, the difference with writers is there's lots of spots open, you know? It's a wide open field, but being that it's so wide open, it's so hard to rise to the top. Right, it's hard to get like seen through the noise and not, not a lot of people kind of share their struggle and how they really had to, you know, grind and get out there and market their book and their publisher market their book and everything to kind of help build them. And so I think that's great that you're telling, you know, all of your, because I know Rock Hill likes to work with primarily new authors and kind of bring them down to a, a realistic view of what it's like to be an author, right? It's, it's a grind every day. So, I mean, Athena, I know that you're the editor for Rock Hill Publishing. So what kind of hard truths, I can only imagine being an editor, you kind of got to break the news, like, hey, we need to split your book, or you really have a lot of changes to do. So what are some of the hard truths that you kind of have to give away? So many of the hard truths that 
um, I see on my side is that firstly, being a writer is a lonely uh, job. You have, and you have to dig deep into yourself to uh, make things uh, fit and come across as realistic. Even when you're writing fantasy and sci-fi and all those things, you have to tell the truth in your fantasies and uh, science fictions because the point of uh, writing is either social commentary, entertainment or um, education, whatever you're trying to tell people and you're trying to share a part of yourself. So that is on the outside part. Now on the actual book uh, building, you need to tell the writer, uh, you are using incorrect grammar, you are, um, you have very long sentences, um, you are all over the place, your, your plot is not following itself, you are changing things midway, you meant to go left and suddenly you veered off and you took a back turn, you know, to the right and all kinds of things. And uh, to produce a good book, you have to look at all the things and uh, a writer needs to understand uh, plotting and characters. So that because when you marry the two, that is how it works. But a lot of brand new writers, they don't understand that. They think either my characters are so interesting, they're gonna make this, or my plot, my story is so interesting, it's going to be a success. But no, you need the marriage of the two to create that and still, it's so hard to rise to the top because of the millions of people who all have a story to tell, but they don't necessarily know how to tell that story. And so we have thousands and thousands of books, you know, uh, covering the good ones. Hey, Zach. Yeah. You're coming up on a year with Rock Hill Publishing and we published your first book. And when, when I heard the story and everything, I really loved the story that you were telling. And then, of course, we got into the editing and the working on your book. Uh, how was that for you? How did we break your heart? Because I know we did. <laughs> well, there's two things there. It's firstly, has it been a year? Because it feels like 10. But, um, <laughs> but that's the first thing. And um, the, the, the second thing is, um, you, you can't break something if I don't have it. So, so I think actually, you know, I'm not a hard guy. I'm just sort of, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm a pragmatist, not an artist. That's and true. I think that, and, and I, and I also, the one thing is, I think compared to a lot of the people that you've dealt with, I never thought of myself as a writer. I never thought of my, this was an accidental thing that happened that, that, that I then realized um, that, I've been writing all my life, but I didn't realize I was doing it. That's and one of the things I had to convince you of. I had to convince you that you were a writer. Yeah. I'm a bit like Happy Gilmore. I still think I'm a hockey player, you know? Well, what kind, of, what kind of book have you written? Like, what's the title of your book and what kind of genre is it? Uh, well, this, this one book that we've got published is, is the title. It's called The Vervelis Chronicles. And the part one is The Crescent and the Cross. Um, the second one, Roxana's Revenge is in editing now as we speak and my heart is now being broken because i've developed the heart <laughs> of an artist no um but uh, and it's um and the, the region the 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 genre is is historical fiction um 
and but really what it's about is about me telling the story of of my people um for want of a better term and it's it's about telling the story of of my family from crete and my family from greece or crete is greece but it's like the texas of greece i suppose um it's um it's my family from greece and how we have a you know a, a long history of of being associated with the greek people in in a number of ways and well, i thought about the, what the story what what it centers around well it centers around two brothers and it centers around this is book one book two it develops into it centers around uh, a mother and daughter in book two so it's it's a different they're different centers but it, in essence centers around this family the Vavelis family. But book one is about two brothers who start off as friends and they both fall for the same girl. And the three of these people determine the fate of two societies, both the Byzantine Greeks and the Ottoman Turks. And yeah, it's, it's set about, in the 1450s. Right, around the fall of Constantinople. Constantinople, yeah. yeah. But the thing that's really about, it's about choices. It's about the fact is that most people are not born inherently good or born inherently bad, but it's the choices that they make that be they become who they become. I mean, look, Michael Corleone at the beginning of The Godfather is a, guy, a great guy. He's a war hero who dis disavows his family and he wants, you know, he doesn't want to be part of that. He's, he's a war hero. He's just fought, you know, he's done everything. And by the end of it, he's killing his brother. <laughs> you know, all to protect the family. So he starts off being a good guy, but the choices he makes, he becomes one of the most evil men. Anakin Skywalker is another one. And then, although he's really badass as Darth Vader, but still, uh, the fact is that, you know, he becomes a bad guy, right? Mm. But he starts off as just this kid. And so the choices that we make determine who we are. So in other words, nothing is purely set in stone. And, and that's what the story's about. And, and, when I originally wrote it, I wrote it because I wanted to tell a very interesting story about, you know, how my family were involved in the siege and we survived and we were like, we basically never surrendered, et cetera, et cetera. But what I really realized was I was writing about the choices that people make in their lives. And I was actually, without realizing it, was writing the choices that I've made, that my people close around me have made in their lives mm -hmm. and where they've gone in their lives subsequently so you know and back to what you were saying as well um james about anything that's easily won is very often easily lost right yes and, and so, that's why i had to tell you that zach you are an author because <laughs> that is the art and nature of being an author that you write about you you tell a story but those stories is usually about people and a lot of times people always say, you know, you can see the writer in the story. We can't help ourselves. We, we put ourselves into our characters mm -hmm. and we reveal sometimes a lot more than what we want to about ourselves by the stories that we tell. And that's why I kept telling you for the last year or so, and even before that, while you were working on the book, you are an author. You are a writer. You, you may not see yourself as one yet, but you definitely are one. I'm not a golfer. I'm a hockey player, as Happy Gilmore says. You know, <laughs> it's um, it's uh, um, it's um, no, but it's it's. Thank you for that. It it's um, it, it's it, it's actually very interesting because what happened was I'd always talked about this story, and I even remember when I was, I even remember when I came up with the plot. I was, 
I was I was flying from Europe to America to go to to go to a party of all things actually. Uh, and I was flying to a party and I was thinking, how am I going to tell this story without it being a dry history lesson? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? How do I work this out? And the, at the time, I was going through an interesting dynamic of a of a love triangle, and I thought, right. That's what I do. That's the hook. That's what I'll do. And and I wrote this out. Now the characters aren't me, and they're not the other people. But ironically, um, it's funny how that's what created it. And I thought, well, now it's interesting. So rather than it telling a story about that these people came here and they tried to take this, you're getting this whole essence about why people do what they do, why so and so is jealous about this, or why did he get the girl and she didn't get the girl or why did the girl choose him and not choose her or why did the guy choose the whatever the reasons are whatever happens and and that is something that and then i didn't do much with it until my father died and when my father died i realized i'd been talking a lot about stuff i thought now is time to actually put pen to paper and then when i wrote it and sent it off to a, a group of publishers um and I had some very positive feedback and I had a, a very interesting dynamic with a, an agent of mine uh, who said, go with the guy who, who is the smaller publisher because you'll get a much better understanding. They'll treat you better than if you went with a bigger publisher, which I had an offer for that. Um, I don't know whether that was the right decision or not, but I do know that Athena did help me a hell of a lot with, with <laughs> editing. And what I have actually learned is I've learned my craft now as opposed to just being able to write. Because another thing that I will be writing something else, I'm calling it the Lexicon Zacharias, which is the Zach's Dictionary in English. And it's, it's along the lines of little small snippets of life, things like inspiration is for amateurs, but scheduling is for professionals. If you want to have inspiration, you give yourself time to let your brain flow into You don't wait for the sunset to come down and go, oh, that's so inspiring. Oh, and I can, it doesn't work that way. Um, and also another thing is, and as Athena said, is fiction has to make sense. Life does not. So in other, in other words, the story has to have a plot. It has to have a beginning. It has to have an end. I don't necessarily say it has to have a Hollywood ending. No. But it has to have an end and it has to make sense. But in real life, things just don't make sense. They right. really no, they don't. Yeah. And, um, and 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 another point as well that you brought up there, James, about you know teaching your children to be NFL players and and stuff like that. Um, I I um, I was a in my day I was a reasonably gifted athlete, and um, I decided not to pursue an athletic career because I my father and I didn't see eye to eye, and he was an extremely gifted athlete. I then took up um, uh, competitive sport at an age when most people retire. In fact, my trainers were younger than me. And within a year, I'd won a number of internationals. But it wasn't quite as easy as all that because I'd been training all my life. But on the surface, it looks like, oh, he came out of nowhere. And then he just won everything in a year. But it's not because I'd been training it all my life. I just was very fortunate in a number of areas was that my uh, weight category meant I had a longer lifespan than if I was a lightweight. Heavyweights have a lot longer lifespan. Um, and also, I was just fortunate about what happened. But even at that point, I discovered that by the time, even fast-tracking everything, I would run out of time before I could really achieve my full potential. 
But what I did do was I satisfied my own uh, male ego that I could actually do it. That's really mm -hmm. what it was about. I, I could do it, I could achieve it, and, and I was happy with it. And I think that very often the reason we do things like sports or we, we write and things like that is to, is to satiate that junk in the trunk kind of thing. You yeah. have to prove yourself as a man or a woman. It doesn't matter. As a human being, you have to prove yourself as a human being about you can do these things. Um, See, and that's we, what Rock Hill is all about. And that's why we do new writers mainly. It's because, and, and this goes back to my idea of coaching younger kids and younger people. Uh, you recognize potential in people. You recognize talent in people. And you want to nurture that talent. And that's what Rock Hill does. And that's why that's why we took on Zach. Because when we read the story, read the idea, we realized there was talent there. There was something that we could build on. I'm glad Zach came to us and not one, one of the bigger guys. And, uh, you know, because we did give him that personal uh, input. Yeah, and absolutely. he was not just another writer to us. Nobody yeah. in Rock Hill is just another writer, you know. They're, they're all superstars on the team. And you, they always say you can't have a team full of superstars. But uh, you can if you're writers. And you can if you're a publishing house. If, you, if you're small enough to be able to give everybody that personal You, you can also if you're the Brazil national team in the 1970s World Cup as well. I love that about Rock Hill is it's not, you know, like a traditional publisher. Some of them is like a revolving door with their writers. But Rock Hill, it's you know, they want each one of their writers to be their own superstar and their light to shine, which I thoroughly love. I love working with Rock Hill and your team and everything like that. We are running out of time, but Zach, I do have a, a quick question for you, you know, to kind of wrap up. And that's, I know Rock Hill is all about kind of giving you the upfront hard truth and, hey, this is going to be an uphill battle and, you know, everything like that. But what is one of the like hard truths that they gave you that you're just so grateful that they did and kind of brought you down to what it's really going to be like to be a writer. There's so many. Yeah, there is a killer. <laughs> There's so many. He's um, processing it. He's processing no, no, it's because I was trying to think about, in actual fact, um, the, the hard, I, the hard truth is, is that, um, uh, it wasn't so much about the, the writing per se, although Athena's help with the editing was very good, but I wasn't very wedded to a lot of things. So, so in actual fact, it, it wasn't really an issue for my ego. What was interesting was the hard truth was about that they confirmed that, that you know, you have to, it's a grind. That life is a grind, right? You know, it's, it's, not, it's not about, it's not about inspiration. It's about perspiration. It really is. And, and, and so it was a confirmation. But I think what I really learned from, from, from Rock Hill is how there is, there is an industry behind this. And this industry will chew you up and spit you out and, and treat you like nothing. You have to, but you don't hate the player, you hate the game. You know, you have to, you have to really understand that. So I think that's what I learned from, uh, with, with Rock Hill. But also, I also learned the, the thing, the really thing that I, I, I did find was, was, and I think had I been in a bigger publishing house, I wouldn't have understood this so easily, is, is that, is that there, you have to have content. You can't just have one book. 
unless you're Margaret Mitchell and you wrote Gone with the Wind and you got lucky, no mm. one else does that. No right. one else does that, right? Uh, everyone else, they write a bunch of them or they do this. And also the, the other thing I learned is that I think that to make my story more accessible, this actually, this is the thing I really have learned from these guys, that, that, that to make my story more accessible to people, I've had to shorten the stories. I've had to make them more... Um, and it's not 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 simplistic, but I've had to make them more accessible because obviously writing a period piece, you have certain language issues that you have to come across. But I've realized that making it four smaller stories as opposed to two very big novels is a much more um, accessible way to get your story out. And at the end of the day, for whatever we talk about, yes, we all have egos and yes, we all want to have our name up on billboards. And anyone tells you otherwise is lying. <laughs> I will say so. I got my name up on a billboard, and I went all yeah. the way up to New York. I've been on the yeah, I've been on the billboard. <laughs> I've been on the red carpet, and it's fun. And I don't care what anyone says; it's fun. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Well, you know, ending on that note, on billboards and everything like that. Make sure you join us next week on Readers and Writers because we're talking about marketing, when to start it, the good, the bad, everything that's involved with marketing your book. So make sure that you tune in next Tuesday night.